file, string, cup, bloody, with Fords, playing, kale, thoughts, Texas. Glad, glad German, Keurig, leading thou broken, size old. Target brings beans only, dear. Okay, I haven't had a stroke. And our sermon text is the Gospel of John, just read. What you just heard was what is sometimes called a word salad a mix of words that are in no particular order and seem to make no sense. Even so, your mind, based on its rational knowledge, place some information with any number or possibly all of those words, and you tried to make sense of it. Glad. You may have thought of a particular time or event in your life, birth of your children or your wedding. Ford. You might have thought of your first car, Possibly your favorite car, or possibly your worst. Kale might bring to mind a favorite vegetable or your friend's name. And Ford, again, you may have thought of that piece of river you crossed to get to a favorite hunting spot. In our earthly existence, we recognize the words and associate things with them, even if the string does not make sense. We try to make it make, it make sense. The word came from heaven. This word from heaven is Christ himself, who, as our text states, bears witness to what he has seen and heard. That is, what he has seen and heard in heaven. Just before this text, in John's gospel, the account of Nicodemus visiting Jesus after dark is present. Jesus tells him that one must be born again. And hearing a sort of heavenly word salad, Nicodemus replies with the words, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born a second time? How many people do you think hear this, look back at their lives, and possibly wish for a complete redo? Just look at the headlines in the paper or online and our own at, and at our own failings. In verse 32, our text states, states, he, that is Jesus, bears witness to what he has seen and heard, yet no one receives his testimony. Luther states that we might respond, why the apostles and the church accepted it, we too confess I believe in a holy Christian church. The one receiving his testimony sets his seal to this, that God is true, or certifies that God is true. This is what happens when we hear God's word, when we hear Christ's testimony, and we have faith in his words. We are kept safe in Christ, in his word and promise, placing all hope in them. Putting a seal on something is putting our seal on this word that God's word is true. It was done to authenticate it, showing it to be valid and true, or to seal up something of great value as in a package. The Word of God actually seals us, and we confess that God is true. His Word is true and has the power to save us and give us eternal life. The reference to no one is to the great multitude in the world that rejects the testimony of Jesus, his testimony of what has been seen and heard in heaven, 
and done for our salvation. This is the devil. The devil is greatly disturbed by those that do not reject, but hear and have faith. He seeks to chip away and destroy this faith. He wishes for us to place our faith in anything and everything except Christ, because everything else we may place our hope of eternal life in is a lie. With our eye still on the theme of the Reformation, we can look to what Luther says of the Pope and the challenge Rome poses to the faith of Christians. He says, the Pope is like the Turk. He says, to be sure, you obtain forgiveness of sin in baptism. But since you have committed sin after your baptism, Christ can do you no good. Therefore, you must enter the cloister. A monastery is placed as an obstacle between a person and Christ. Indulgences were placed between a person and Christ. Purgatory is placed between a person and Christ. All works are placed between a person and Christ. So what obstacle is now placed between us and Christ, and who places it? Often it is those that claim to be the church. We are told we need to be living a new life to earn some merit or to participate in our salvation. Some go so far as to say they can live without sinning. Well, without committing the big sins, adultery, murder. They kind of look past that all, we have, all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God statement of fact in the Bible, the Word of God. Do not let anyone tell you there is another way. Faith in Christ, in His Word, in His pure gospel is what we set our seal on. When faith is followed by and or but, you can get into a world or underworld of hurt. This happens when we fail to look and set our seal on Christ and trust in Him above all things. In His power is the one God has given all authority to. Luther points out, but we turn our gaze from this beautiful view. This view he speaks of is Christ, the child born of Mary, and concentrate our efforts on the poor creature, the baby. And we do not believe that he is Lord. Baby, Lord of heaven and earth, holding all things together? How is that possible? Virgin mother, the mother of God? Come on. Lowly man, Joseph, son from Nazareth, crucified, dead, buried, resurrected. This heavenly word, salad, challenges our mind that is set on things below. There we even saw that, that those Jesus saw in person that witnessed his life, some still not, did not believe. We trust our senses and things we can see and feel for our security. Earthly, earthly things. Today, those things are big cars to protect us from accidents, or grocery stores to provide our food, ours, or even more so, our children's education to help them get a good job so they can afford the good things of life. We trust government to stave off rogue threats and high-tech medicine to cure our ills. And we buy gold so that we can hold our wealth in our hands versus seeing a dollar figure on a statement that is emailed to us. 
Even all of these things are gifts from God. And we understand this if we listen to His Word, His Son. It is then we can freely enjoy them, but we can freely not have them as well and also find joy. One of the other things the devil loves to play with is life because it allows him to play with and lie about death. He tells us the unborn are insignificant, that the aged and the debilitated have no purpose, that there are too many people on the earth and we need to let some go. Well, we'll do it in humane and ethical ways, of course, as we can. He would have us believe that death isn't that bad and that we do not need Christ. Then there are his lies about what our lives really are. Perhaps you've seen, you have seen the stories, I read them quite frequently, about the futurist leaders of tech companies. This would be Google and people like that. They believe technology is going to give us some form of eternal life beyond this flesh. Many, it seems, think that of the body as nothing that if only our minds can be downloaded, we could attain God-like status and an eternal life. They honestly believe this. Someday you'll just take a jump drive and everything down. Put it in a computer, store it. And then they even give you an afterlife in another animated body. All of this if all we are is the sum of knowledge and memories of our life and experiences, no flesh. It is kind of Frankensteinian and abnormal. But the message of John is entirely different. He is present. Look, the bridegroom is over there. This message of John's gospel should ring in our ears so that we do not think that Jesus has come and died nearly 2,000 years ago. We should hear the words, He is present, and our, soul, and our seal should be set to the truth that He was yesterday, He is today, and He remains my Savior into the last day and into eternity. Why do we look elsewhere to fill our various desires for happiness and needs in this life? Christ came in human flesh as a man, suffered and died for our sins, and rose to eternal life. All things are given to Him by the Father, given to him as a man with flesh. He had them already as the Son of God, but he laid them aside and humbled himself to death on a cross. It was a glorious death that glorified his Father in heaven. Letting his love and mercy be shown to the whole world as Christ died and then rose from the dead in his flesh. The devil can only lie about life and death. Jesus has all authority over life, death, and the devil. He gives this marvelous gift of eternal life to us through his word, his testimony. Why look anyplace else apart from Christ? There is nothing there he does not possess. Luther states, What do you suppose you will find if you forget him and look for another? You will find hellfire. For you are looking where nothing is to be found. Where are you headed? You are headed for the devil's behind. John 1.16 says, Of his fullness we all receive grace upon grace. 
And John 3.36 says, He who believes in the Son has eternal life. Baby Jesus, the Lord of heaven and earth, holding all things together as he feeds at his mother's breast. Born of a virgin, she is the mother of God. Lowly man despised, Joseph's son from Nazareth, crucified, dead, buried, and resurrected. This is where we place our seal, our trust, and all of our hope. Amen. And now may this peace, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds through faith in Christ Jesus. Amen.